podcast tonight talking about propaganda again among probably other things we'll see i've got max on max say hey 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 and yeah it's just um i don't know how much people are aware of you know propaganda but it's it's everywhere now and maybe it's been everywhere always but uh it's just come to my attention more now so um, yes, yeah, so I wanted to focus on just, I have some examples of propaganda that's particular examples that have jumped out at me in recent times and in the past, but, um, and then also kind of look at the, um, I was reading some stuff on just propaganda and how, uh, it, it it's super effective especially in our day and age when there are groups and identity groups like it makes it so much easier to get propaganda out there and i'll elaborate on it as we go uh before i start do you have any uh any opening items before i roll into this max well i i don't know uh one thing just kind of current news i suppose my news um i don't know if you noticed but bitcoin is like going wiggity wild right now it's like i think it probably it definitely hit its all-time high today i think right now when i'm looking it's fifty six thousand. almost it's fifty six point five thousand. you know fifty six thousand and four hundred ninety eight. um i just think it's crazy like it's interesting i just remember back in college when you know it hit its peak and then after that everyone's like yeah it was just a trend it's gonna phase out pretty quick and uh you know it hit like twenty thousand or so and then i don't know <laughs> um, went down from there, but now look at it. It's more than <laughs> double what it, I don't It's just crazy. But then my buddy sent me this article and I skimmed it. It was kind of, it didn't make sense what exactly what he was trying to say. At the end, he was like almost pitching Bitcoin, uh, CV, I guess, or SV. Is it Bitcoin SV? And I don't know if that's like, cause you know, Bitcoin and all this stuff, they have things built on top of it. And again, I'm not a financial guy but um they've got things built on top of it you know there's like value uh with exchange you know value with the there's exchange value um with the bitcoin but on top of that there's also like and i think people are starting to realize this more um myself included is that the what the value that really lies behind it is the technology that builds it up after you say that sounds obvious but i feel i don't really think anyone thinks of it like that like they're just like oh a bitcoin is worth this much now that's the exchange value and that's all you know most people only care about that um you know and obviously opening markets to buy more stuff from it but here's the thing is what this what this article was saying and again at the end they were kind of like almost pitching bitcoin sv um and what I was trying to say is like, that's not like Bitcoin. I don't know exactly what it is and like how to define the asset. But, um, you know, anyways, basically this guy was saying all, oh, I, you know, when, when cryptocurrencies and he was calling them DeFi's, D-E-F-I, I think, which I don't know what it stands for really, but he was saying that, um, this sort of environment and that, that I think includes like Ethereum and, you know, like all these different cryptocurrencies he was saying what he noticed is that there's a huge basically uh backing of like west coast billionaires that are kind of fomenting this whole thing right and so so he's saying that what he's noticed is a lot of what he saw at least and i don't know this guy really is anyways what he was saying is a lot of what he saw and noticed is that it's just all this tech money that's put put you know put behind it and it really what it is is it looks like just a business model for them to cash out basically and i think i've mentioned this before you know i've I've heard rumors where some people say oh and again not a financial advisor but but some people say like oh you know these cryptocurrencies are going to get bloated there's going to be a huge rally and then everyone who has the real money inside of it's going to pull out when it peaks and then like everyone else is just going to get screwed over basically um once they drain it you know but anyway so that's almost what this article is saying and the guy noticed that that's what it seemed like to him because he noticed the technology behind all of them is not scalable. 
like first he's, he and he goes into a little bit of detail. He just explains basically, um, you know, all the, a bunch of these DeFi's is what he's calling them. They just they're not, but they they take up too much bandwidth. Um, and I don't know. He has a whatever. I don't know the technical technicalities of it not the details but it was just interesting interesting read that i just found today literally probably an hour ago so i bet my friend robert's pretty happy because he got in on this kind of early i think it was like up at fourteen thousand when he started and then it dropped to four thousand he was kind of sad but <laughs> now that yeah, it's way up there <laughs> once it hit twenty thousand or whatever it did back in i want to say probably two thousand and 12 or 13 i really don't know for for sure but when it hit that peak and then dropped really quickly to like 4,000 or 3,000, whatever it hit uh, people just thought you know oh man this thing's dead but now it's just booming man it's at almost at fifty-seven thousand for one coin yeah <laughs> that's crazy to me cryptocurrency is interesting all right <sighs> we'll have to do so, an episode on it because i don't fully didn't mean to hide you no but i mean you could almost roll that into the conversation because that is if what this guy's saying is true it could just be propaganda (laughs) so i'm just gonna talk about i'll dive into the propaganda thing um i'm really bad at organizing my thoughts (laughs) so i have all these notes in front of me i'll try to make it go in some sort of order but this is this is the most like obvious example i have seen uh, of propaganda before this is not um, this is like before the Trump fiasco essentially this is since I was Damn, we I need visuals dude visuals would be helpful right now but sorry go ahead this one's good without it um, Okay. just because it, it, I'm just describing kind of what happens and mine is it. you see it the worst in um, basic cable TV shows like on Fox, CBS, ABC, that kind of thing. Like, you know, like the generic action shows and uh, law shows and all that stuff that they have on there. I see it the most. And it's basically just, and this kind of ties along with the, um, like in that manufactured consent thing we talked about in a prior episode, that like, I think at the time that he wrote that, it was um, terrorism, right? That was the that was the boogeyman, essentially. When he wrote that book, yeah, I think it was. I don't remember the date, but it was. Um, it may have even been before. No, it, no, what an idiot I am! It had to be after it. Yeah, probably your like early two thousands. So that makes sense. So that was what he was describing in there, and I can go back and remember. Like in all of I the think TV there was an old sh- version, and then they amended it with new examples. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure there's like two versions of the book. Okay. Sorry. Um, and in like every TV show would run storylines that had to do with the terrorist or something like that. Um, and a lot of movies had that too. That it was just that constantly nonstop, and you see them change over time. Um. Like, I remember seeing back, uh, I guess it was probably two years ago when, like, the wall and immigration was, like, the hot topic and ICE and stuff. All of these shows would have storylines that would paint, like, ICE, for example, in a negative light. Um, And then uh, I think now they're running um, basically, like, white supremacist storylines, right? So all these TV shows, they all pick up... um, whatever it tends to be left-leaning nowadays it was so to make this nonpartisan, it it was right-leaning back when it was you know the terrorist and uh, in the bush administration so i'm not i'm mm-hmm. not trying to make anyone mad but like right now it's kind of like uh left-leaning stuff um that, that it it basically it the storylines tell you what to think right mm-hmm. uh, to me a good story or a good movie the ones that i like that might have a controversial topic in it will paint a picture of both sides and it's it's usually kind of ambiguous as to what what the right answer is it leaves you thinking like hmm you it's know like you decide right <laughs> so that's like what a 
in my opinion, like a good movie is and a good TV show where it's not telling you. Generally, I don't like it when they put like this kind of stuff in TV shows and movies anyway. But if they're going to at least cover all aspects of it, I think would be a fair way to do it. Um, but again, so it's are not, you saying commercials would do this or no, TV, TV shows? shows or, TV it, shows okay. like got um, it. Like an easy example would be like something like NCIS. It's just generic television. It's not particularly good. And all it is, is, and it's predictable. Like whenever the next hot topic thing comes up, just watch. The problem is nobody knows how it's going to end. Yeah. You know what? It's going to be in there. Like, um, and they would run, I should have written down a whole list of them, but I I, I assume people know what I'm talking about though. Um, and maybe it's, I never watch that stuff. I doubt you do, and I doubt a lot of like the younger generation. Yeah, do. I was just gonna say. I think a lot of uh, I think some art author one. I don't. I could be making this shit up, but I think one author once said, "Don't ever assume the audience knows anything." It sounds like an author said that, but <laughs> if not, I'm saying it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can just assume. I don't really know exactly what you're talking about. To be honest, and when you say like NCIS, I mean. I don't, I don't I don't think I'm fully quite grasping the, the concept you should All right, make so out. I'm being frank. Immigration and ICE, for example, a couple of years ago was a hot topic. Right. In, in, I mean, in, but in I, I heard about media. people who like lived in neighborhoods and I've heard, I heard people talking about it and said they saw like ICE fans or I don't know. They sounded kind of sketch, dude. Right. ICE so, but that's the thing. Like it was a hot topic and the left had already made up their mind ice is bad right that's that's the narrative i think we can all agree on that (laughs) ice is bad that um so predictably in a show like ncis for example um they would have an episode or two or three where it's like (laughs) basically um Oh, uh, like a fictionalized story of that basically just yeah. It would it, it would be something like kind of oh this this poor person that that came over was just trying to make a living and then she got caught up in uh, some sort of weird criminal thing on accident. But then ICE said, "Hey, you're illegal," and they sent her back, and it was terrible for her family. Like that's the generic storyline will be in there, and like every show will have one like. In some way, shape, or form that supports the narrative that the left wanted to push at the time was that ICE is bad, wall is bad, that kind of thing. Like, illegal immigrants are uh, people that, you know, they need, like, I don't know, paints them as, like, kind of, like, victim you know, that kind of thing. So, and it, but it doesn't do it in a way that's, I mean, like... That's what, that's what it did seem, I, I, and I know you could point at, like, the, but, like... I don't know. I didn't really follow that story too well, but there were people that I knew that talked about it and like what they saw in their neighborhoods with ice. So I was like, that's pretty scary. Like that ice did sound, if they were, I don't know if they were firsthand accounts, but I don't know what they were telling me. I was like, holy crap. I mean, they, they, they made it sound like it was in their neighborhoods. And I was like, that's pretty crazy. Honestly, they said like, they'll just show up at your house and like take you basically. Well, yeah, I don't know. That, that's what they do. That's, that's their awful. job. That's, that's their I mean, job. that's pretty awful. It is pretty awful, though. I, I, I think. I don't know. But, but I get your point. Let's just, let's say bipartisan. You're just taking a, an example, like for to show. Yeah, to like they're point. saying they want the, they want to make sure that you know that ice is bad, with no, like there's no, they're not going to show another storyline where like. An illegal comes over that's like a convicted criminal and then murders somebody. Like that's never going to be in there, right? It's just going to be the ones that support the narrative of ICE is bad. Illu- I see. All, okay. All illegal immigrants like, are great. You know that kind of thing. I, I, I see. Okay, I kind of get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That's what they do. Now, whether that's the right answer or not, not what I'm discussing here. Um, but that's just an example. So, like, if you go back to like Bush administration era, it would be something terrorist related that like (laughs) um basically they would do a handful of episodes where the crime was a suicide bomber right it's just and like oh look how much damage this caused you know they take like a hot topic that's wow dude they would manufacture like wait like that quickly like a week after headlines they had a new episode i don't know how quick it happens but it happens pretty quick like you can guarantee it'll be in the next season um it 
some shows get written that quickly. They turn it around within like a week, uh, but some just do them all ahead of time. I don't know the specifics, okay. but um, within the next time they get to film something, it's going to have a storyline right, right. okay. that does this. And it's strictly po- propaganda because it's trying to appeal to emotion always. It's never like a, <laughs> it's never uh-huh. intellectual. It's always emotionally driven. Because, I mean, they're drama TV shows. Like, that's what they do. So it's the perfect place to throw it in. I mean, that's basically the propaganda is, is like playing on your heartstrings. I feel like that's kind of the whole story of it. Right. So it, that's I just something I see it all the time. And, and it's just because, like, when I go over to, like, my mother-in-law's house, um, like, sometimes it'll be on in the background, like, these kind of TV shows. And I guess I would see ads for it, like, at the movie theater or something of a new show coming out. And it's it's always just got... It's so silly, too. Like, I saw one where, (laughs) like, they literally take fictional characters that basically represent somebody that's real. Like, I saw... Yeah, I know what you're saying. There was one. I don't remember what it was. I I couldn't hear it. I could just read it or watch it. Yeah, I was reading it as I was running at the gym. And they literally took a guy that looked just like Ben Shapiro and his job was go to the campus and preach hate. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You know, like dude, it's there's the- so many memes about that guy that are so funny. <laughs> this one dude would do voiceovers. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I got to do this guy. There's this one dude who would just do voiceovers and he'd, he'd have like a famous, you know, one of, Ben Shapiro's clips where it was like Ben Shapiro destroys so and so, and then it, this dude would do Ben Shapiro's voice, bro. <laughs> like, um, actually, the reason is because uh, Santa Claus rides on reindeers, and he's like, and then he's like, and so yeah, get destroyed. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He actually played some of those on his show once. It was funny. <laughs> oh, I've been doing. I just I've seen him on like Instagram, dude. I, I honestly lose it every time. It's so funny, dude. <laughs> Just thinking about it is cracking me up. <laughs> and they also did another like super obvious one like this. This was actually in the news, I think. But it was like they would they did the same thing, but with like Alex Jones. Like they created a character that basically looked and talked like him, but it was, his name was something else. <laughs> And he looks <laughs> yeah, something like that. And then I think in the show, he was like a deranged guy that was, I'm pretty, like I think it was like a school shooting, like, like it was like Sandy Hook situation, but in TV okay. form. And again, to say, oh, look how bad this person is. And then, see, I don't know if, if it's like a, a, a subconscious trick where they're trying to. I don't know if the audience is aware that that's supposed to be Alex Jones, like the ones that would hate Alex Jones, you know, if they're aware that that's supposed to be him or not. Like, it's kind of weird. Oh, uh, and then they I see a know. picture of him the next day in their headlines. Because yeah. Or if it's like subconscious show yeah. also own the, the newspaper. Right, so they're like, oh, the that reminds they, me of something I saw that on the looks show. Like this, that like, guy's yeah, bad. Dude. <laughs> Like unbelievable! I thought you know but, it was but just the TV. brain is saying that they don't. Yeah, no, they're they back. They probably don't even realize that. You know what I'm saying? There's like yeah, I wonder. In the back they just match the face by accident. They're like, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't like his face. Yeah. So that's my my personal example that I noticed uh, a long time ago of obvious propaganda that's that's pushed. Um, because again, it's something one, it plays on your emotions, and two, it pro- only provides one side, and you're obviously supposed to pick that side. So that's yeah, dude. The, the whole thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. That, that's all I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say the when, when you said like it plays on your emotions and whatnot, um, I, th- there was a someone I was watching this dude said, um, anytime you hear, um, I think it was Jimmy Dore, honestly, he said, anytime you hear, um, like a legislation that has a very like flowery name to it you, sh- you should really question that like the cares act patriot or the patriot act. act like anytime it sounds fluffy or or good anyone will hop on board with it. He's like you that's when you need to look at it and read it and figure out what the hell's in it yep all right so i'll move into my next uh section here this this guy came across edward bernays i'd never heard of him i don't know if you've heard of him 
But I have it. He wrote a book called Propaganda, and he was kind of so. This is he wrote that back in 1928. So um, it was a, a while ago, but his stuff is kind of scarily accurate to today. Um, but he was kind of like the first big like um, uh, what what's the word like like media relations like with the public. Um, he was kind of in charge of that, and he was basically in full support of propaganda, from what I can gather. Um, okay. <laughs> so, okay, so here's okay. how we, here's wow, how right. So it, it's nice to actually see uh, find a pro propaganda argument because I feel like <laughs> I've heard some. I mean, I've heard some like arguments for pushing propaganda. I'm not going to say they're ever, they're good, but they're they get you thinking sometimes so i think the i think the like in our current age um because their propaganda is working they're definitely not going to come out as pro-propaganda because then you'd be like oh does that mean all your stuff's propaganda (laughs) and they they almost have done that recently remember with the the shadow (laughs) yeah shadow clan (laughs) it may come out and even like you know even with censorship that are running the government apparently (laughs) And even censorship's Sorry. starting to be like, yeah, it's out in the open now. Yes, we censor because we have to, because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe this is the next thing to come up. But So his argument basically is that, like, politics, for example, mm-hmm. nobody really has the time to go research and fully understand all aspects right. of all political topics. Um, Which is a huge problem, I think. Right. So, <laughs> Only because it's so relevant all of a sudden. <laughs> so nobody wants to do that. And they're willing to sacrifice that and just believe what they're told if they can find a source that they deem to be, you know, acceptable. That's kind of the only effort they put into it. They'll be like, uh, this news source seems okay. I'll just believe what they say. And, and they're on their way because they don't want to waste their time with it uh, or they're too lazy to do it. Um, so he says basically that if that's going to be the case, it's propaganda's job to basically put out the correct ideas for these people to latch on to. Because if everybody's out there with their own ideas, it's going right. to be pure it, chaos and right. nobody can live together. That's his angle. Um, no, I get that. I mean, it's kind of the idea of like, if, if you just keep saying something is true, it will become true. I hate, I hate, uh, I don't, I mean, I actually, I do kind of hate that. Like, I think about that a lot, you know, I'm not going to lie. I just, I, I dislike that very much that it's like, if you just keep saying something is the truth and everyone starts to say it's the truth, then it becomes the truth. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. Anyways, that, so, that, I feel like it's a very, that's almost what he's saying is what that sounds like to me. Yeah, and I don't like that. Yeah. I really dislike that. I don't like it either. <laughs> and it's his, he also kind of makes a point too that like, it's, it's weird because America was kind of the first of its kind that really kind of pushed like individuality that wasn't really a big thing um, in other countries at the time because it was almost just like, I don't know, you were groups. Like, really, you were your race or your religion or your class or your caste or all these different things. That's what you were. There wasn't uh, a, there wasn't a lot of... Because you like the royal family, the, the feudal system. and Yeah, so that, that it just... Nobody really thought individually. In a, uh, it's a new thing because um, kind of, I guess, evolutionarily, it was beneficial for us to band together to survive. So it, it makes sense that it went along that path. But now that we can, we've already kind of, we will survive. Like, it's pretty easy to do in the modern age that we can start to branch out as individuals and think of ourselves as individuals rather than members of a group or a tribe or whatever. Um, I found that interesting. Yeah, I never really I thought that, about like, that. America at its inception was like kind of, uh, 
it was in a way like really lucky i guess you could say or it was i mean it could have been formulated this way but anyways uh to where you know the search for america and the like whatever the i guess establishment of it was right around when uh you know industrialization was kind of popping so they were able to take those ideas onto a boat basically and transport them and, and just create a whole different life i feel like yeah but sorry that was just like a side side chain but what keep going keep going and that's all on that i just found that you know interesting um and So I guess I I wrote down that point to bring up like a secondary point, how it's it's it it was a progressive idea to to think of people as individuals and like liberty and stuff at the time. But uh, I don't remember if he wrote this or if somebody else wrote it, but like it's we're almost regressing now. We're going back into groups Um, and and that's I mean, I've heard that from multiple people I, you know i think that's definitely true that we're becoming like if he said that was his objective he's, he's getting it done because i mean people are even thinking on a large scale that i talked to where they're like oh well i mean if china's sweeping over the world like we might as well just start to assimilate like them basically yeah it's almost like people are giving up and just saying like i'm okay with groupthink because like i've got everything i need so i don't really care i, I think that's kind of the mentality yeah. i don't know and I think somebody had suggested that it p- part of the what's causing it is uh, how the world is shrinking thanks to technology and communication. Where if back in the day you were kind of you thought of yourself as an individual and like your household, and so did your neighbor, and you kind of talked with your neighbor about stuff here and there, and that that was kind of it. Like it would be weird for them to form a group because there's no reason to. It's just you and your neighbor that might be like a few miles out and then a neighbor after that. So like groups don't form. But now that everybody can talk to each other all the time, constantly, um, it's so much easier to form a group. Which is which. Yeah. I mean, there there is like an Internet group sort of mentality, but it's starting to disappear. If you know, do you know what I mean? Like, think about it. Like, like, let's just take the obvious example. Reddit r slash pretty much anything. You could find what you're you're interested in and then find a group to connect with. So in a way it shrunk, you know, the individualistic mindset, but it also grew it in a sort of ironic way. I don't know. Almost an unhealthy way or something, because then those group now those groups are getting like, they're all battling. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and I think it's that's smaller a, that's groups, but it's still a, a group that people will start to, like, if you just had a giant mess of, like, r slash all, that's just everything, yeah, it could be pure chaos. And, then, like, it's it's better in smaller subreddits, like they do. But you kind of lose some of your individuality when you, when you consider yourself part of that subreddit, you know? And, okay, uh, I see what you're saying. We'll get more into that, I guess. Um, so uh, this guy also said... Um, it's it's it basically it's good when people move into groups because psychologically it is a lot easier to influence a group than an individual um and this is based on psychological studies um almost kind of like you know herd mentality or um mob i don't remember what's called mob Mob rule yeah, so it's stuff like that. So uh, one of the studies that I would bring up that was pretty a pretty simple study to explain was um, they would bring in um, a test subject. It sounds bad, but like a participant um, in into like a room with um, maybe like 20 or 30 other people that were presumed to be um, – uh, test subjects as well however they actually worked for the research department and they knew the answers and that they were going to say in, in this one it was there was a line <laughs> on one side that was a certain length and then they had three lines of varying lengths on the right side and you would say okay which line and they would number them one two or three which line is the same length as the one on the right or on the left 
And it was painfully obvious. It wasn't like an optical illusion or a trick like that. That mm-hmm. uh, number two was the exact same length as the one on the left. But they found that even in a scenario so obvious as this, that clearly those are the two matching lines, the other group members would say the wrong one. They would mm-hmm. all be like, yeah, number three. Yeah, that's that's the one. That even in something so obvious as that, a third of their participants changed their mind and went along with the three. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard similar similar um, studies. Yeah. I think it was more along the line of it was like vocal, where people would say, you know, there's a class, and ask the teacher would ask questions, people would raise their hand, and almost to prime the person, they'd say like the wrong thing, you know, like. Yeah, for all it was something along the lines of that. Yeah, which is interesting to me because if the participant knows he's participating in something, don't you think they recognize like, oh, they're trying to make me. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, I I mean, I get it. Yeah, it drives the point home. And there's there's other more intricate experiments that I just don't feel like explaining or remember how it works exactly. So but Mm -hmm. kind of the thing that when left alone, if the the mob or the group goes one way most people will tend to go with that more easily right um right 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 because they're part no, of that i think group. that's key right and so and go yeah go yeah well i was gonna say kind of going back to you know i, I don't mean to uh regress here but we'll, going back to the whole group thing is like uh hearkening the words of i don't remember the author it's not noam chomsky but anyways <laughs> that book manufacturing consent um it, they talk about how uh basically you know media is or not that as sorry it was actually i think a jimmy Dore episode or something where he was saying how you know as murdoch or whatever basically bought up all the local um newsstands you know what i'm saying so any inkling of like local individuality because i mean i guess to some degree you're never going to be completely individualistic with your thoughts and stuff you know what i'm saying so so i guess the the more the most the more localized of thought you can get like the smaller group of thinking the more unique that is in ideas and like perspective and essentially when i think it's murdoch right he bought up basically every newsstand yeah. Now, now, whatever the one narrative is or the one uh, thought for the day, you know, it just trickles down. It's one. It's it's very. It's one. You know, source trickled among a bunch of different nodes, and then so then it just assimilates everyone under the same thought umbrella nationwide and even worldwide. Yep. And so that's yeah. I so I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's insane to me, and I don't know, man. Especially now, like it's it's hard to. What's what's weird to me is that. There's obviously one side trying to be snuffed out right now, but even just to say like, okay, the right side is trying to get, is getting snuffed out by, by media and whatever you want to say, like that, I mean, even to say that that's very narrow minded, like, uh, there's other, cause to say like, oh, that's a conservative idea. That doesn't mean that the narrative doesn't support it. And I, I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it makes, tra- there's all these traps that you can set up. And so like, for instance, so I guess something that might drive what I'm trying to say home is, is for instance, with China, you hear there, there is like good news with China and like reasons to partner up. And then there's also like, people are like, there's also a lot of hate being spun on the other side. So it's like, honestly, which, which side is going to be the narrative? I don't know. And which one's the right one and which one's just, which one's fabricated because, you know, like there's, cause it's even like, it's even going extreme to, to be extremes like I and I, I thought this as a thought and then now I'm seeing news about it that like people are thinking that in Texas that um it was weather machines that China has to spawn that weather I don't know like what the heck I don't I really don't know that's that's what I'm trying to say is like it starts to get to a point where you with propaganda where it's like with like you, you get over propagated and then I don't I don't even know what I'm trying to say exactly but there's no way to tell what's right and wrong or like, tr- like real or not. And which ones are the yeah. most true. <laughs> so this like, is, yeah. So this is where the propagandist gets to step in and say, and I guess oh, to that I degree, will tell you what the truth is. Right. Right. <laughs> it's obvious. So I guess to a degree, like, I don't know, because there's obviously good and bad in everything, you know, I think so. I think so. I, you know, you, you can't that. say one way is clear. And I don't know, man. <laughs> I, 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 all right. Sorry, so, I, I kind of just went off. I'm like a totally just yeah. Mind. Uh, 
we will you know, just a chain of thoughts yeah. didn't go anywhere <laughs> we'll come back to that sort of um so i i also kind of this is i guess this is kind of my own thoughts just trying to figure out like the mindset of a lot of the general populace right now just kind of like you know why why are why are people loving like the like identity politics and identity everything like why why you know so and this can be supported this guy had said this somewhere in his book um i need to get a hold of this book i'd like to read the whole thing but um that you know people like to be part of a group and people feel like self-worth when they're a member of a group and the larger the group, the more, you know, prideful that person is of being part of that group. Hmm. So when you pair that with, like, the the psychology of the masses, that since they like that, they are willing to accept almost anything um, that is told to that group or that the leaders of that group say, essentially. Um and that's just prime prime candidacy for propaganda to just be thrown in by anybody into a job, especially like the the giant groups, even groups as big as left like or if right. Split fifty fifty, then yeah. you know you'll probably be successful. Yeah. Because so, then, if that fifty percent just willingly decides that one truth or like one th- one side of the story and they start saying that then like that it's gonna have a ripple effect on people that don't necessarily believe that they're gonna start thinking like well everyone's thinking this and it's like that uh, that effect pattern you were describing earlier yeah so but probably like to a ex- exponential degree right so uh, another experiment that they had too slightly different but kind of it ties into this it was basically um they put. They took two participants. Uh, one was put in a, on the in a, a room that basically I think they could hear them, um, and they were asked questions. And if they gave the wrong answer, the other participant was in control of this um, thing that would shock them to varying degrees. Like it started with like just like a little vibration, all the way up to like this is like three hundred volts that will shock them. Oh and God. their their job was to. Each time they got one wrong, they would have to increasingly hit a higher voltage button to shock the participant. And then I guess the the quote-unquote participant would probably yell out in pain or something. They were probably an actor, too. Dude, there's there's footage. No, no, no. There's footage of... Yeah, there's footage of this experiment. I think I've seen this. So so what they were testing here is they would have an administrator of the, the experiment in the room with them that would slowly... As they started to hesitate to not want to push something that's going to cause more harm, to increase like the pressure on them to do it. So, like after they did the first one, if they were kind of hesitant to uh, hit the next one, like the person would just say, uh, "Go ahead and hit the next one," you know, something like that, right? Real, real soft. Mm-hmm. Verse into like, in order for this experiment to to work, like you have to do this. And then eventually it would get to something so bad as you have no choice. You have to push that button. Like it would just get more aggressive. And that um, I, I think. The test subject is the person being told to press the button, right? Right. right. So the test yeah, is yeah, to yeah. see when there's an authority figure, a, per- a perceived authority figure telling you to do that, how much more likely are they to to go further. And I'm sure they had like a control subject that didn't have that in there at all to see how far it would go. And it probably wouldn't be far, but um, they all, I think they, most of them went all the way um, when they had somebody in there. And they did more tests by kind of changing like, instead of just, oh, this is so-and-so who's administering this uh, experiment, he'll tell you what to do, to like, uh, this is uh, the head, head person of the such and such association and like will having titles and stuff make you more willing to listen to them and they were um so i say that and mention that experiment to say like um that's why they bring in like celebrities and famous people that say they're part of this whatever the group is because now because <laughs> now it? it's 
not only do you have the, the, the mob, you also have an authority figure inciting the mob to think a certain way. So one, you're going to be more apt to listen because that person is prominent and because everybody else is. So it's just piles on more. Um, and it, again, it's just perfect opportunity to throw in. Well, and it, uh, goes what they need to think. This, it goes along with that same, again, hearkening manufacturing consent. They, they mentioned that, um, you know, these news media, like media will put on experts to, to basically to sway an opinion. And then what you find out is these experts are like, you know, they spawn from think tanks. The think tanks are funded by Capitol Hill. So it's just, um, just all these reach arounds going on, you know, and then, eventually everyone just is i don't know man that everyone's willing to accept it and even if they know oh yeah it, this isn't true they'd still just i think we're at a point i believe we are at a point where people will know something is completely wrong and immoral possibly and then and they don't care honestly i, I really think people don't even care anymore dude that's hot take but <laughs> i really don't think people and i'm not saying everyone obviously but the general mass of people they don't really tend to give a crap I and mean, i don't know it's kind of weird but it's it makes sense it really does to me it it's just frustrating sometimes yeah i agree and that's why it's becoming i i can't remember there's controversy around the statement but some jordan peterson said uh I don't remember. It was probably in like a lecture or something along the lines of basically all of you who say like you would not have joined the Nazis in Nazi Germany back then um, are full of shit. Like, like it's so easy to say now, but just look at how easy people are influenced to do things that can be questionable already. Like, right. And of course, anytime you make a comparison to Nazis or Holocaust, people are just going to get mad anyway. But um, he's not wrong. Like, I like to think that I would uh, stand up for what's right. But again, like when you get those group and mobs like out there, it's a whole like different ball game. Up, dude. That's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. And it's even I mean, showed you can... like your psychology changes when you are in a group. Like you stop thinking as an individual like you just do like you just go with it. And I, I mean, I've not been in any like angry mobs, so I can't say one way or the other i'd like to think i would keep my individuality but yeah it's like psychology if says there on no. like on january 6th would you be one who would just be like i'm, I'm gonna keep my calm or would you have joined you know kind of goes so back like, like, to a question like that too like what i've never been in a situation I so i don't know and the psychologist are i don't saying, know how much, yeah, I don't, yeah that's a good, i don't <laughs> i don't like, know oh, either like what like how e how easy is it to like how much to what degree does it even take before people even get more aggressive than the person that suggested the idea in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? There might be someone who's like, just gets all they see is red and yeah. then they just go gung ho. I don't know. It's a, uh, yeah, just stay away from the mob mentality. But yeah. I think people, I don't know, man. I think people sort of want it because they, they just trust. I don't know, man. People really kind of want it nowadays. I think. Yeah, it, I'm convinced. Um, so then, like, the, the next fun part about what they do is, um, so let's say you've put out your propaganda to a group of people, and they're on board with it, but then somebody comes along that challenges that. That's when all these made-up labels come into play. Um, because... Mm -hmm. um, and I, I see this a lot sometimes where um, there's like a, a mob protesting. I was watching one video. They were protesting somebody speaking at a campus, for example. And anytime this interviewer went to try and ask them or even question, like, what are you debating? Like, is what he's saying bad? Why is it bad that they would either start yelling the same thing over and over again, or they would start chanting something, or uh, they would they would say something along the lines of, oh, so you like this guy, so you're a Nazi, for example. Like, you just throw the label out, and then you're off the hook, right? Because uh, the propagandist has convinced you this is the correct way to think, and anyone that thinks contrary to this is X, Y, or Z. Take your pick, you know, and that, that's mm -hmm. how they get away with it. So and that's how um, 
So if, let's say, CNN brings on expert doctor on coronavirus or something and says this is the propaganda is this is it and believe this and that's it. But then so when somebody another doctor that is just as qualified qualified or maybe even better um, education wise comes in questions that then you throw out the conspiracy theorist label. Bam. There you go. Done. Yeah. It Instantly sounds like discredits. In- sounds like there's some imprinting going on. You just I think that might be the right term. You basically just um, the first thing you hear as as a definition or sort of thing. Yeah. You know, you associate two things together, and and as soon as you associate those two things together, that's what it is. Yep. If that's the first, you know, association you saw, I guess. Yeah. So, when you're a part of a group, you are automatically against those groups that you are told to oppose, because they are whatever the word of the day is. And I, that that's to me that's what's driving the lack of discourse. Like it doesn't exist anymore because the groups don't want to talk because the other side is bad and you shouldn't talk. And this is where there's that I'm sure you've heard the argument that says I don't want to debate this person because it gives them credibility. Credibility, yeah. I have heard that and that never, that never stuck with me. Like I've never understood that. I've never gotten, I've never understood that, that sentiment to be honest. I I think it could work at some like extreme level. Sure. If somebody wants to debate you and tell you that he is in fact a giraffe, maybe not. Right. But it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, right? (laughs) So then, then you can just apply that to anything, you know. Well, now you 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 would have to hear that out. So for me, I, I would be like, okay, please explain to me why you're a giraffe. And let me add out. giraffe to the gender section in <laughs> questionnaires. So, yeah, I don't like that either, and I don't think anybody should. It, it's if there's extreme examples and you don't want to engage in it. Okay, that's fine, but like... That, yeah, that makes the, sense. The, but... the things that are out here now are not in that category, and don't convince yourself otherwise. So, like, we need to make discourse great again. Bring back debates, that kind of thing. Uh, it's just... I don't know. Oh, yeah, I was... Uh, I saw some, but some Facebook dude live streaming, and he was saying... Um, like that he he watched um, a debate between JFK and Nixon and he said dude the the debate back then was so much different than now like these guys would say their points and then the other side would say like honestly yeah I'm on board with what you just said as far as this this and this and he said but like this is why we need to do xyz right and he he said it was just way better and more factual and more I wonder at what, what point did they realize, it was probably like on, on a standard George W. Bush when they realized like, we don't even have to make sense. We can just like say some bullshit. And then <laughs> that's, <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I feel like that's when it really ramped up was like early 2000s. Yeah. It's always so strange. Like when I see old videos of discussions and debates and stuff like that, it was so different. It was civilized and it was, uh, there was still some, you know, hostility sometimes but it was they at least let each other talk um and yeah you know we we talked about this too i I think maybe part of it too is that the the crowd has changed as well instead of just being there to hear both points you're there to cheer for your your fighter (laughs) well so i think i think that and no no that's a good point and while you're saying that i was thinking like um because here's the thing, man, with like propaganda. Like I said before, you can get overpropagated to be convinced extreme on both sides. You could flip and then think the exact opposite and like be totally extreme about it. Like it's it's dangerous. There's always there's always gray area. You know what I mean? You have to accept that. So the thing that I was gonna say, you know, I'm I'm always trying to be able to find like how do you sift through bullshit basically? And what you just said about you know cheering on the other side, I think I just thought of this. I don't know how accurate it is, but I, I'd be interested to test it out myself. Is like when you watch a debate between two sides or if you or not even you know or just people talking on a point in general and trying to push an agenda on media you know if they're just being interviewed 
I feel like a way that you could kind of sift through how legit they are is just see how many of those, you know, words you were talking about that they bring up. Like how many times do they bring up flowery words? How many times do they bring up like, uh, well, you know, if, you know, the other side is, you know, X, Y, Z, you know what I'm saying? If their if their speech is limited, I feel like that's how you know that they're just trying to propagate something. If they're not really, right. yeah, you know what I mean? If their speech is just these kind of hot button words and then by the end of it, if you dissect it, it's like, well, they literally said a bunch of nothing. Right. You know? so, yeah, I feel like that happens a yeah. lot. When you pick it out, if you run that thing through Watson, you know, get, and count up all this, the times that they said whatever, you know, count up, uh, just have a row of words, individual words, and have a row that counts up how many times that word was said. Yeah. If there's just these, t- you know what I'm saying? And then you you, st- you sort them by, by ascending or descending, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could be able to see like, oh man, they just used um, genocide like a million times when they were talking about the other side. So, yeah, you know what I mean? If that's their whole argument, then like maybe I need to see what's really going on. Exactly. And I would like today you could say like science. And then as soon as you say that, it supports your, your idea. That's such a funny thing. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, the reason I think that is because science. And it's like, if what? we follow like, the define science. Define what that even <laughs> means. Like, define what you mean by science. Because I've literally heard people, dude, I've been told by different, multiple different people that I talk to, just, they'll just say, well, because it's like at the scientific side or like it, they had the scientific reasoning. I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? If, and if, if I were to push them, I don't really push it, but if I were to say, like, well, what what is the science and like, how did they run the experiment? They literally probably be like, well, I don't know, but. Yeah. Blah blah blah. They told me. Don't yeah. you know you can't make that claim if you don't know, really. <laughs> I would say I'm trying to think, I'm just trying to make a list in my head of like how to spot And I tried to Google this. I tried to like how do you spot propaganda and I could not find anything. <laughs> but it's, it's hard dude, it's yeah. hard. It's really honestly super tough, man. And that's why I'm saying there's I, I try to think think about it, but So I would I say know. like buzzwords definitely like you said um if they don't answer the question like i think that's a huge red flag if they ask questions with questions or start talking about something else unrelated um if they call you or somebody else one of these labels um there you go um propaganda i mean another one that's oh go ahead and then like appealing to emotions kind of my my first red flag that hyperbolic language that kind of thing also well yeah and that's i guess easier said than done because everyone has different emotions and they react emotionally differently to different situations whatever but um i get no that makes sense because i feel like there's always emotion in any stance most stance well most of them yeah but i guess the degree of emotion that they're using well i'm I'm saying like not that if they get emotional that's fine if you want to be passionate i'm saying like they say things that try to invoke emotion like if you say if you say the like the buzzword kids in cages for example it's supposed to make you put this picture in your head of something that we would all think is bad right so that's that's my example it's trying to it's trying to rile you up Um, right but like if you're discussing like like immigration policy that should not come up right because it's not it's not beneficial to the to the conversation and you're specifically trying to appeal to the emotion of who you're trying to convince. That's what I'm talking about. The emotion, the emotion, you're trying to manipulate the emotions but, of yeah, the listener. I guess, I guess what I'm not, trying to say. You're not doing the right. emotional but stuff. That, but I, what I'm trying to say is that does happen on both sides, I think, because using that same oh, example, does, yes. the other side will say, well, like, th- that's not what's happening. We're just like, we're just putting people in prison that are known criminals and that might not that's probably stretching the line to you know stretching the yeah. truth i would Th- that's think. the thing so yeah so i wrote down this note here that says you know we've got a threefold conflict here you've got leftist propaganda and propagandist against right-wing propagandist against those of us that just want to think for ourselves and figure out the truth <laughs> that's that's the issue. dude you just summed up what i was trying to say when i went on that thought, that thought path that's what i was trying to say it's like, cause, cause you know, as soon as you hear the other side of it, that could be propagated too, but it's so convincing as well that you'll, you'll be like, Whoa, I was wrong this whole time. Like now I 
this is what's actually happening. And you, you gotta be careful is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I was going to say another tactic. I don't do this personally, but, and this is very general, but, uh, follow the money, you know, like see, see that talking head, see who their associates are, figure out what they own and what, what they have at stake and then figure out like, would this benefit them if everybody believed this? And that then, then I feel like, you know, would it benefit them versus us or whatever, you know? And it's like, you can, it's almost, I could, you could almost just say you can't trust anything you see in the media because they have ulterior motives always. Yeah, it's true. I mean, find I mean, me dude, an example. Show, I'd, be, I'd love to be. Yeah, I'd love There's to like see. There's like sexual, you know, subliminal messages, I feel like, in that shit. Maybe that's too, maybe that's some conspiracy thing, but oh, it is. I feel like that, I feel like that goes on, man. You see some weird clips of cartoon shows that are like on. I understand there's adult cartoon shows, but like you see it on, you know, Cartoon Network at right. noon. So what the hell? Yeah. Little shake. So, yeah, I just wanted to point it out that everything you are hearing and watching and whatever, just there's a good chance that it's propaganda. So be careful <laughs> and join us in that third category of people that just want to think for themselves. Well, so hold on, hold on. Let me post something here that I, that, that is on my mind sometimes All right, go ahead. with what you just said, like, okay, you got to be careful, right? So a lot of people either, like you said, a don't have the time or or sometimes are lazy, but sometimes it's like they don't have the time, right? To research this for themselves and come to their own conclusion. So I want to say there's also another category <laughs> to add to your threefold group. That's like, I don't care. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. That's fair too. Yeah. I, I think I've but said that sometimes. Like, it's okay. It's they, okay to say, I don't know, or I don't have an opinion. That is, that is another option. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, but for some things, I don't think that's a good enough excuse. I just got to be honest. Right, it's a, and it's it, like the the guy has a point. Like it's it's not practical to research and fully understand all these things, and that's fine. And you can have your your sources, but just always be on guard. It's, and I've had to do this a lot of times with a lot of podcasts or news sources that I read or watch or listen to. I will see or hear something. I'm like, oh, that's clearly like propaganda. Like I'm out, <laughs> right? You you can't be afraid. Yes, yeah, some can't of it's very easy. Like even if somebody, you have to be even prepared. If somebody, even like Jimmy Dore, not saying he does, but if he does, if he says something that strikes you as propaganda, you got to be willing to say, okay, man. <laughs> no, so that's the thing. And yeah, no, I I do. I, I you know it's funny that you say that jokingly but sometimes when i watch him i do have that thought that like he might be propaganda for something i'm not gonna say it, like get into details because i don't want to slander the dude and i don't i to be clear i do not think he is but like it's something that always goes through my head with anything i watch i'm like dude i i have trusted this as a source historically but like i need to be weary 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 yeah same with thing with like the yeah. economist dude I've, i mean i've subscribed to that thing for years and like lately i have noticed like dude this sounds a lot more in line with just what i'm hearing in general and I, I i i tended to not read it as much anymore to be honest yeah well that's good and it's it, it, there's a you got to be able to also differentiate between like propaganda versus like this is someone strongly holds this opinion and they're going to keep trying to promote that opinion that's fine right Propa right so i was gonna say there are some issues that like to me seem very clearly wrong or right and it's something I like I've wrestled with where it's like, like how, like how hard do I try to convince someone that what they're seeing is wrong? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You kind of have to prioritize. I feel like what's, what's the important agenda to push to start with. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I think in those situations, I don't know, it's just come across with as many facts and logic and reasoning as you can to kind of help yourself yeah. out but in the end like if they don't if they're not open to it they're not open to it so you know it is what it is yeah um, man yeah man amen but that's uh some more talk on propaganda just be aware of it if you guys find examples of obvious propaganda in movies tv shows media twitter youtube whatever send us the clips 
jybpodcast at gmail.com and we'll check them out because like it'd be cool to play or show some of these examples uh, uh, about that like I, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna painfully sit through one of the the recent like presidential debates they had and then like clip out like obvious like um, tricks that they try to play to to kind of dodge questions or make you think a certain way without actually backing it up. But I did not have the patience to do that. It was painful within the first five minutes. So I gave up. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. I wanted to do that. It's just, you should have asked me, bro. I could, I, I could have maybe th- possibly, I, I think I would have been able to probably figure something out. So maybe in the future, I mean, something I've been trying to do is like pull stuff and then yeah, clip it. I- for me like it's hard to go find this it's easier to say hey hey that's that and write it down or record it then um it's easier to do that so maybe in the future uh, me and max will be on guard to uh call it out and we'll we'll save clips and articles and whatnot that are clearly propaganda so we can show you uh, and open your eyes further um but yeah i like it that's all i got Hey, peace and love. Adios, guys. That's all I got.